sneak and smokes to bump all the good old days, yeah. You don't have to explain it. It's just the way you are. That country's in your blood now, ain't it? Like a tattoo on your heart. Well, there's a hell yeah inside of you you let out on a Friday night. And some people might call it wrong, but right here, yeah, we think it's just right. It's called Raised Rowdy. I like podcasts that just start without any like introduction. All right, guys, welcome. To- <laughs> <laughs> no, I think we usually we do. We kind of just uh, stumble into it and get going here. Well, cheers, guys. Cheers. Um, welcome cheers. to my house. Cheers. Welcome to the content cave. Yeah, Kurtz. Content cave. <laughs> that I like. Is that was that raised rowdy uh, banner behind you? Was that meant to look like um, Red Man? Yes. Okay, perfect. No, no, like- no. It doesn't look like any uh, brand at all. <laughs> yes. Specifically. Um, I just realized. Well, yes. I thought you guys were spo- sorry. I thought you were sponsored yeah. by them. Just shouting uh, out your current or well, your your future endorsements. That would be very great to be sponsored by tobacco because they got all the money. Well, we are sp- sponsored by a tobacco company, True. aren't we? Crown yeah. Heads uh, Luxury Premium Cigar out of Nashville. Yeah. Hell yeah, bud. So I'll leave you. Uh, let you guys leave with a few of those here after we talk about your music. I love that. And Ooh. random assorted things. Ooh, let me hear that bass voice. So we are here with our first ever. We have a four pack here. This is our first ever four pack podcast. <laughs> we have After Midtown as our special guests. Hello, world's yeah. Hello, Hello, most friends. okay duo. The world's most okayest duo. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but I'm really excited that you boys are both from around the same area. I'm from kind of so, sorta, yeah, yeah, in mm-hmm. like the general way, right? We've never been to each other's hometowns, but we are like super confident that we both grew up in the same town. If yeah. that makes sense. <laughs> well, I've been through his, and I know that we have. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, there's that too. See, I never really thought of that part. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've confirmed it already. Definitely, we're from like the part of the part of the country. First of all, if you guys don't know. I'm from Ohio, a little bit north of Cincinnati, and Adam's from outside of Pittsburgh. Yeah. And we're from like those kind of small towns where you're not quite sure what they're growing, yeah. but it's definitely somebody still grows corn yeah. somewhere. Yeah. Do you ever see those like, those like, uh, I call them quilts of a, like a minivan, like a vehicle that somebody's driving and it has like four different colors oh, on yeah. it? Mm-hmm. That's funny. And it's cool. usually for some reason like a, a mid 2000s caravan. Oh, yeah. No yeah. muffler. That's or, the town I'm from. Or like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Or like, like a '94 Ford Pinto. Yeah, you know? yeah. That's yeah. Four or five years old. If you buy a vehicle in my hometown, that's a brand new truck or a vehicle. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like, oh my god. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm from Fayette County uh, in Pennsylvania, right? Yeah. Which is like the meth capital of Pennsylvania. I'm familiar. Yeah. yeah, with Fayette County, not yeah. meth. I was right. going to clarify. Yeah, Damn, yeah. <laughs> this got dark quick. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, I remember, like, growing up, I was like, oh, this is fine. I live in a nice area. And then, like, as I got older, I was like, oh, yeah, this is bad now. Yeah, no, I had to – I I truly had to leave to be like, yeah, this place sucks. Like, <laughs> when I was in the military and I'd come home on leave, I'd be like, yeah, I don't even know why we have, like, police. This town is so small. Like, <laughs> what are you guys even doing? I was thinking about it today. I don't know why. It was just a random thought. I passed, like, a an older Impala. You remember the ones they would use sometimes that had uh, – they were like, I don't even know how to explain it. I wish we could pull up a picture of it somehow. But anyways, my I didn't realize it until I was thinking about today. We were, I used to skateboard. I still skateboard. But back in the day, and I remember the kids talking about it because we would always get chased by this one cop. And uh, it was this one particular car. And they 
fucking modded the police car, like the only police car in town. So they like they like bought a Corvette engine, and there was a guy that there was one guy only that ever fixed their police cars, and he like souped it up for them, and he had. Your skateboards must have been so fucking fast. <laughs> I remember, I didn't, and that's that's also part of the story, though. I, today, I was thinking, I was like, why was that? Why did we like talk about that as fourteen year olds? Like, oh, that car is so fast, we can't get away from them. You yeah. know what I mean? Because we're on foot. Didn't make any sense. Anyways, small town stuff. That's right. Yeah, I hear you guys sing about that a lot in your tunes. <laughs> uh, actually, Kurt, you sound stupid because we don't sing about things like that at all. Oh, so what do you guys sing about then? Mostly just Mustangs and Jazz trucks trombones. and shit like that. Yes. <laughs> Hell yeah. Well, uh, I actually got to catch my first time seeing you guys live was at the High Watt. Oh, perfect. Yeah, I love that. Lakeview. That, that was, was a fun show. freaking fun show. Man. That was the first show, I think, for us, like, um, in especially at home here, that like we felt really confident and all right, everybody knows who we are now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like, you know, we had our come up had been through Midtown and, and that whole thing, obviously, and, and, you know, playing, um, certain bars, you know, around downtown and that stuff, playing cover shows. But like, that was the first time we we're like really confident in our original set list. Yeah. And, and everything was kind of like perfect, honestly, yeah. that night. So I can't believe that many people bought tickets to see us. Like, I know it's a small venue, but that was still cool. Dude, it was, yeah, it was yeah. packed out. Like, Especially in Nashville, too. Yeah. It was cool yes. to, like, to see the vibe of it, too, because, you know, I came up in the metal world, and yeah. that, that show felt like a, an old, like, rock club, you know? Dude, I yeah. haven't seen more, like, concert tees at a show <laughs> yeah. ever. For real. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and, like, some country, some, like, metal, yeah. you know, some, like, rock concert tees. It was cool. That's the demographic, dude. Yeah, no, there's, no. it was there's, great. There's this integration happening now of, like, um, I noticed it the other day. Uh, Matt Stale's tour manager gave me the, literally the shirt off of his back to play um, this festival in town here, and it was really cool. And I was like, "Oh, you guys have shirts like like it's like old school, like looks like old school hardcore band like you know logo on there, like the old rose and that kind of stuff." Yeah. Lakeview's kind of doing yeah. the same vibe too. Yeah. Those guys are um, those guys are awesome, man. We love those guys. Dude, we fully believe that. There is an entire, um, I feel like there's a market that I guess no one has explored yet in country music because we feel like there's a ton of people our age, like I'm 28, Adam turns 28 in two weeks, right? Yep. We feel like there's a whole demographic of people that grew up going to Warp Tour yeah. and listening to mid-2000s rock and emo rock and punk rock and all that kind of stuff. And then now as, as country became more prominent and that genre kind of died out, they're just kind of country fans by default. But I feel like if you give them a little bit of the instrumentation of that warp Tour era that they miss with the lyricism of country, I don't know. I just feel like it hasn't been done yet. And we don't try to do it on purpose. It's just something that, I don't know, kind of falls out of us, I guess. Dude, your guys' live show is exactly that. Like, it's the energy of, like, a warp Tour, like, like rock show. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that rock show, yeah. Like, I'm a little bit older than you, but, like, as I was growing up, like that's when I was like college, out of college, right? Yeah, so I was I was at all those rock shows and like mm -hmm. it's uh it's crazy too, like Lakeview, like Jesse straight up turns his back to the crowd for like parts of the show. And I'm like, that's such like a metal thing. Yeah, you know what is. I mean? Yeah. It's like it's such a metal thing in country, they're like all you do is look straight forward and <laughs> yeah. maybe spin and then right. look straight forward again. No, I, yeah, I've literally <laughs> I've legit you know, I've played with like artists, you know, as a guitar player too that was like, never turn around when you're on stage and that whole thing and yeah. 
which is weird. But like, dude, honestly, I just I don't know. I don't care. Just just be yourself on yeah. stage. Well, it's about the energy. Pointing. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And and you guys have that man. Like it was again. Like I saw. I had seen you at Whiskey Jam. You know what I mean. But yeah. that's like a different thing. Yeah. It's like oh, it's you know, totally different. It's like yeah. Whiskey Jam. You know, it's like, <laughs> you're not yeah. supposed to sound good at Whiskey Jam. You know, like that's like how it is. You know, not, and well, I know, and, and it's just a setup. It's no fault yeah. of of the, no. of the thing. But it's like you know, it's like okay, you guys ready uh, for sound check? All right, go ahead. For, with the show now, actually, yeah. sound checks overall. Yeah, rock yeah. your face off for three songs. And get yeah, no, I feel bad because like we were, you know, we were running tracks uh, the first time, and and we're not those dudes that like care about that. Like, fuck you, I don't really. If you have a problem with us running tracks, like it's because we can't afford another guitar player. Right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but, no, but, but but no, it's like I'm not, you know, whatever. But uh, I felt bad. We took we took too long. So if Ward, Ward, if you hear this, I apologize for how long we took on our first whiskey jam sound check. That was brutal. But dude, seeing that full band set, I was like, the room was packed, and I was like, this is awesome. And then. Like, and I love Lakeview, and I know those guys because, you know, I'm from Pittsburgh. Yeah, you know? exactly. So, like, I knew those guys, and uh, when I saw you guys come on stage, I was like, damn, you know? And I was, Dude, that's awesome. It was killer. There's a lot of people from Pittsburgh that are in the country world that grew up in the emo rock scene. Like, yeah. Dance Myers yeah. was, like, yeah. in a some sort of – I forget what the name of his band was. And then his drummer, Andrew, was in a – literally toured and did Warped Tour stuff. Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah, yeah Dan's. Um, I believe he's from Wexford, Pennsylvania. Uh, yep, which is just north of Pittsburgh. Yeah, um, but that area. No, I, yeah. There's. I've met met a lot of. We call them Yenzers. Yeah, it's the only yeah. part of the country that does that yep. for some reason. Strong Yenzer over here mm-hmm. says that illiterate stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you want to hear a funny Shay Mooney story? Since you said Dan and Shay, well, let's yeah. go. Sure, absolutely, I do. I figured as much. Yeah. <laughs> um. No, so I play Xbox with Shay, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't know how, like, I don't remember exactly how we met on there, like, friend of a friend or something, I don't know. But my username on Call of Duty is Justin Bieber, <laughs> right? So you would think as a country star, he would have, like, a different name than his own. He's like he's like Shay Mooney 342. Yeah. But, like, dude, so we just we played together for forever now, and I saw him at Jason Aldean's bar on Broadway a few months ago. And, like, I went to, like, walk up to where he was sitting because I was going to say hi. And, like, the security dude stopped me, and they were like, no, no, no. And I literally had to, like, yell over one of the security dude's shoulders at Shay. I was like, because we never met in person, I was like, it's Justin Bieber. It's Justin Bieber. <laughs> and he was like, oh, no, what's up, man? He's cool. He's cool. He's cool. <laughs> <laughs> That's a whole thing, man. Like, because um, I know, like, like Luke plays, uh, Luke plays, like, Call of Duty or whatever on Xbox, but he yeah. plays with, like, Craig Morgan and all these other like country singers, like they play together That's and so they're funny. trash. Let me tell yeah. you right now. They <laughs> Especially, you know, Craig Morgan's terrible at video games. He's too old. Yeah. I hear the only one that's worth a shit at Call of Duty is Kane, Kane Brown. Really? And really? I, I've never met, but like I feel like. Have should... you have you played? You never played with him before? No, no. no. Luke crushes me every time in like Madden or NBA or NHL, like all that stuff. He's I don't get the Call of Duty thing. I don't like it that much. Whenever, I don't like that game. Whenever I played video games, that's what I played. I played Call of Duty or like Madden. But now it's like it could be like a networking thing. Yeah, it's like you have <laughs> yeah, to like dude. play Call of Duty to like get good rights and gig and stuff. <laughs> Some people golf. We just I was just gonna say that <laughs> golfing is just yeah, no twenty twenty one golf. Yeah, yeah. I just can't do the golf thing, bro. Everybody's always like, man, you want to come golfing this Saturday? Like, dude, I've never played nine holes in my life. I'm like, going. So I'm going Sunday for the the first like 
actual real game that I've ever played. Damn. By the way, this is a new thing. Like, if you have known Adam for at least two weeks, you would never in your fucking life (laughs) think that golf is something that he would ever want to try. Dude, I never never got it. I always thought it was lame. I'm like, it's just like rich, old, white people doing that. And then my buddy Brian... Uh, who is old and white but not rich, was like, hey, let's go play golf. And I was like, I literally have no idea how. He's like, just come with me. Trust me. And I'm just like hitting the ground and messing up, and then I hit one good ball, That's and it was it a dopamine drip yep. down in my blood. <laughs> like in Call of Duty when you headshot that guy, and it says plus 10 on the screen, and you're like, give me more of this. <laughs> yeah. I think I think it's like it's uh, – it's the like specifics of of uh, like a golf swing for, for example or something like that like we went and this sounds silly but like we went and got drunk at top golf the one night when that managed, doesn't sound stupid at all. Management. Top golf on Sunday. no 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 but for me as like oh i'm gonna get into golf like that's the reason is because we got drunk at top golf one night um but no it was a management party um and chief our manager shout out yeah. um he uh he's a very good golfer and you know he was just like kind of trying to help me dial in and it turned in from hey let's go to top golf and get drunk to me like hogging one one of the boot the bays mm-hmm. for like four <laughs> fucking hours and uh so i think it's i dive into stuff like that it's the same thing with skateboarding i could suck the rest of my entire life but like it's for me to just 100 percent concentrate on that like you know, drown out music or like my daily life for for two hours yeah. is like I need I need stuff like that in my life. You That's know? how I feel about chess, man. It's the same. I get addicted to it. I'm just like I'm so bad at really this, but about it's so chess. Much, yeah. Chess, no way. Yeah, he's Damn. super nerdy. Yeah, that's, that's why we love him. Nerd. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, dude. I'm in a band, dude. I'm cool. Yeah. I play guitar in a band. You are. Cool. Why are you such a loser? <laughs> you <laughs> fucking <laughs> narc. All right, you guys get the fuck out of my house. <laughs> <laughs> Give me my beer back. Yeah. <laughs> out of your stomach, please. Uh. Yeah. No, but like, it's it's so funny because it's like Kurt. Like Kurt is all in on all the stuff that he does. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. whether it's like photography, chess, like whatever he's passionate about, guitar, he fucking dominates at it. Yeah. You know. And I think that's something that is like for successful people, right? Oh, it's 100%. like it's like what you're into, you go after and you just I, take yeah, on. For sure, man. Yo, yeah. dreams are only dreams if you're willing to let them keep being dreams. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Well, well my dream is not to to be really good at golf, it's just to make it I don't know, something to do on a Sunday and get drunk with my friends, yeah. really, yeah. honestly. Uh have you guys ever disc golfed? I, I have one time. Uh, my older brother lives in Asheville, North Carolina, there's which is um, there's a lot of that going on up yeah, there. They have yeah, uh, left-handed cigarettes and very delicious <laughs> beers. They have, yeah, actually, yeah. <laughs> they have way more than that. There's giant chess actually yeah. in like the park, and then yes. just people walking around in in green spandex suits for no reason. <laughs> dude, I picture Kurt as like that dude. That just doesn't go to Cracker Barrel to eat. He just goes to beat the shit out of people at chess on the front porch. Grandparents. I've seen Kurt at the cigar place like play chess with random strangers, and that's pretty fun to watch. It started. That's like actually intense. that's where it started. It was the gate. The the Cracker Barrel triangle game was a gateway drug for, yeah. for, for chess. <laughs> for chess. For Kurt. Hey, old man. You got fucking problems. You know? yeah. He was like hogging it. All the cousins are like, "Give me it, Kurt." He's like, "No, we'll figure this out." That's awesome. Oh man, that's funny as heck. Well, no, I'm just we're just just jealous. Whatever. Yeah, I can't play chess. I don't even know. What, I'm not even that good at checkers, to be honest. I can't. I no. forgot how to play it. Yeah. So, how did you guys meet uh, Chief and Simon from Core? So, you guys were with Core Management. Yeah. Yeah. How did you guys meet them? Dude, I'll so, say, man, Chief was Eric Church. No. No. Okay. They're both Chief. Oh, Different okay. though. Honestly, I first of all, I think they should probably physically fight for. Dominance. I agree. I was yeah. Just yeah. I, I would do that. Let's let's do it as a raise rowdy event for charity. Come on, I'm in. 
Dude, yeah. <laughs> it, it actually started though. Um, it didn't start with them. It started with um, I don't know, dude. Probably two, two and a half years ago. Now I was me and Adam were both. We hadn't met yet, right? We were both doing like our own solo thing, and I was playing this uh, little bar in Louisville, Kentucky, and just playing cover songs like on their patio, you know. And this dude comes up to me after the show, and he's like, "Hey, man," he's like, uh, "I'm Scott Fraser. Like, put my number in your phone." I uh, just want to stay in contact. Like, I really like the way you, like, enunciate words. And I was like, okay. Yeah, but, dude, weird, the thing but... is, I know, 100%. But, <laughs> dude, the thing is, is, like, uh, you know, you hear that shit from so many people all the time. No one's like, ever said that to me. Everybody. No, not. <laughs> no, I'm saying, if, if I had a dollar for every time <laughs> someone came up after a show, like, hey, man, uh, I know a guy that can fucking. No, just Shut up, dude. I don't mm-hmm. want to play at the VFW for. No, that's yeah, very true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, dude. We still get that. All like, the time. We, <laughs> Dude, we will come off stage at a festival, and they'll be like, man, I'm telling you right now, I know the guy down the street runs VFW. He'll probably get you in there for $500. Like, yeah. Dude, what the fuck, cool, boys? Bro. You boys do <laughs> weddings? Like, no, bro. Yeah. I will for $15,000. Yes, please. Right. Yeah. But, dude, so the, uh, Scott, I, I, I just thought it was kind of bullshit, but I looked him up anyways. And uh, I was like, no, this dude's pretty legit. Scott was the person that uh, his – he managed Saving Abel, right? So he broke that band with their song Addicted. Yeah. Okay. Got him a record deal, the whole thing. And then six months later, they went on tour with Nickelback. Okay. Anyways, I know, right? Fuck yeah, Nickelback. If you don't like them, fuck you. You're just lying um, to yourself. So anyways, me and Adam started this duo, and we wrote a couple songs. And um, when when we recorded those... I was like, I don't know why I thought of him. I was just like, man, I wonder what Scott thinks about these songs. So I just sent them to him. And within 10 minutes, he called me. And he was like, man, this is what I've been waiting for from you. Who's this other guy? I got to meet him. Blah, 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 blah. And Scott's a great fucking dude. Like, there are some slimy people in this industry. And Scott is like, good old boy from Kentucky. Just a great guy. And uh, I was like, you know, I told him all about Adam, told him about what we were doing. And they wanted to manage us. He he works for a company called 10th Street Entertainment, okay? And they're specifically mostly the rock, okay? Yeah. The, on their roster is like Five Finger Death Punch, Motley Crue, et cetera. Hell yeah. And we were just, we had met with them a few times, and we were just a little bit um, concerned about um, trying to launch in country music with them because you yeah. guys know as well as I do, this is quite a relationship-based town. Yes, you know what I mean? for sure. And handshakes and all that. Oh, a hundred percent, dude. And then um, we told him we were like, "Man, it would be really nice if we could get, you know, maybe a third party in here, something that you know knows the industry a little bit here in Nashville." He was like, "All right, let me reach out to an old friend." And they hadn't talked in like fifteen years, I guess. But he called Chief when they met when Saving Abel was on tour with Nickelback because Chief was tour managing right. for Nickelback at the time. Yep. And then here we are, pretty much. Yeah, we. <laughs> We signed a co-management deal with them, so uh, we get to work with both of them every day. Heck yeah. That's I awesome. want to get him on here and talk about what it's like tour managing Nickelback back in the day. <laughs> Listen, I don't think even we've heard all the stories yet, but <laughs> yeah. ju- judging by the ones that we have heard, um, yeah, you might need two episodes, actually. <laughs> I bet. Maybe three. I actually got to hang out with Chad Kroger before. Um, <clears throat> we were in Vancouver, and I was looking at Master Tour. I just woke up on the bus, and just to see what time soundcheck was so I didn't oversleep or whatever. And it said like 7 p.m. Chad Kroger hang on bus. So I text what? <laughs> so I texted our tour manager. He goes, "Yeah, it's a real thing." He uh, apparently Chad Kroger is a big fan of Luke Combs. And I was like, 
okay. So Fuck like yeah. we go off, you know, do the sound check, shower, get ready for the show, and then pre-show hang on Luke's bus, and it's the band, Luke and Chad Kroger and his girlfriend. <laughs> and like he just gave us all this life advice, like, man, like these are my vocal warms I do. This is how I maintain my relationship on the road with my girlfriend. And he tell us like some stuff about Avril and like he was it was just like he was singing like these vocal runs and it was like badass. I'm like, this guy's very cool. Yeah. And afterwards we just got hammered drunk and it was great. <laughs> Dude, we uh we were at Chief's condo in LA one time and he FaceTimed Chad Kroger. Fuck yeah. And he was he didn't like say he was doing anything. He just FaceTimed him, right? So they're like talking on FaceTime for a minute. I had no idea who it was because I wasn't standing next to him. But then Chief's like, Mikey, Mikey, come say hi. I'm like, all right, cool. And I ran over there. He cut his hair. So I, I had no mm-hmm. fucking idea who he was. So I, I came off as a complete douche, I'm sure. Like, I walked over to the phone. I was like, hey, what's up, man? Just, like, walked away. So, yeah, he probably fucking hates me. But, uh, no, dude, he's cool. Yeah, I, I, dude, I don't see how you could do all that shit in your life and not be cool. Like, he has yeah. to be awesome, man. Yeah. That was before cell phones, and people could take a video of all the stupid yes. shit you do. So, what a yeah. blessed time to be alive. Yeah, yeah dude. Before yeah, you like, had to have everyone sign an NDA to come near you. Yeah. And <laughs> when you still sold physical records, you yeah. made a shit ton of oh, And ass yeah. load. Yes. And just, you know, all you had to worry about really was your top eight friends or whatever. Oh, yeah. my space. Yeah. <laughs> and your profile song, yeah. which was Nickelback. <laughs> <laughs> um, we played uh, Rock the South festival this past weekend or two weekends ago yeah, and how was that man we heard there was like some storm some stormage yeah. it was some, haggard uh, dude it was it, it was fine like we had a good time we played the show the stage was like slicker now shit is what everyone ca- called it or whatever and <laughs> i bust my ass on stage i literally fell down Are you we yeah. got the best video of it dude we, like they didn't even know we were there we were right at the end of the like catwalk and like Kurt came down and then just ate shit right at the end of it. Ten out and we 10 both got like videos of it. Oh, yeah. yeah, we'll show you guys. I, I thought <laughs> I, was, I ran all the way up to this catwalk, played the guitar solo, and I'm like, I'm so cool. And this girl in the front row had a drink. I reached down and I just grabbed a drink out of her hand and started drinking it, gave it back to her, and I turned around and I just fell on my ass. <laughs> but you saved the guitar. I did. See, yeah. that's the cool shit that you can do when you play in a band that people know. Like, yeah. if you do that and you're in a band that nobody knows, it just seems fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. People are like, like, I paid $45 for this Jack <laughs> yeah. and Coke. Yeah, dude. Don't you dare have a sip of it. Dude, I swear to me and Adam have talked about this before. We're like, dude, you know how we know? You know how we will know when we have, like, officially become famous or well-known? Is when I can just open a beer and th- fucking throw it on people in the crowd. And they're like, oh, my God, that's so cool. Because if you if you are at the level we're at right now, they're like, that seems fucked up. I'm probably gonna leave. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, we're like metal bands spitting into the crowd. <laughs> yeah. or like the dude from Dillinger, like waving like a torch over. That's the crowd, yeah. Fire that kind of stuff is gonna take a minute to integrate into country music. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think. Uh, no, dude, people. No do one's it gonna now. get it yet. Yeah, you just have to be famous. Yeah, I hope you, don't that even, you guys do that. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, um, it was like the. Uh, the little bit of flack that Hardy actually caught over on on social media over like those metal band looking t shirts. I was oh, like, yeah, oh, okay, dude. people aren't maybe ready not for ready. What are they? But, but I mean, whether they're ready is they're is, like is, the blurry thing, but they've been selling the crap out of those dude, on tour. Well, hell yeah, they have. As yeah. they should. People love yeah. that, including us. People don't know what they're ready for. It's the artists that choose what they're ready for. You know what yeah. I mean? Sometimes. I just think there's a there's just yeah. an ignorance that surrounds like metal music sometimes and like. Um, that was kind of the the comments. Oh, sorry. 
Sorry, my mic's falling. My bad. <laughs> this is what happens with our budget gear. It's all right. Charlie has really good gear, but I have very budget gear. Yeah, it's like um, let the artists are the one making the art, you know, like in the in the merch and the branding and the songs and everything. Right. It's yeah. like if people people think they know what they want, but then they hear something new and they're like, actually, that's what I want. Well, I just think um, there's there's too many uh, too many stigmas that just surround country music. Honestly, like you know, like just kind of it's art still. It's an art form. It's you know, it's music. It's an art. So like, just let it be that. You know, let it mm-hmm. be. Let it be new. Let something be new. You know. Yeah, dude, I I totally agree. We talk about this shit all the time because our our music is so I I don't know. I guess you could say different. Like I don't think it's absolutely. That, you know absolutely, what I mean? But yeah. it's. It's something that we talk about a lot because there's so many people. I think it's getting better, but there's so many people that are like, man, if you're a country guy and you look country, all you can listen to is country, or I'm going to think you're a fucking weirdo. Right. Right. And that's the same way for any genre, right? Yeah. Like if you're, if, if, if you look like you've listened to, to rock, then you can't listen to country. You know what I mean? And that's so stupid. Good music is just good music. You know, you cannot sit here and tell me that. You know, if you're a Luke Combs fan, that you don't love Iris by the Goo Goo Dolls. Like, there's yeah, no fucking way, right? right? Yeah, so we we feel like, you know, we kind of fight that uphill battle a little bit. But it's it's a good fight because I think that's the thing that lets you know that you're truly carving out your own lane. No yeah. doubt. You know, and, and we want to be the first, not the first ones by any means, but we want to be on the forefront of, of letting people know, like, hey, it is okay to just love different kind of music. Yeah. You know, you can like that ain't my truck. Mm-hmm. It, you know, people with the Morgan with Morgan Wallen, for example, people are like, man, that is fucking real country music. Like, dude, wasted on you is just 808s. You yeah, know right. what I mean? And but at the same time, hell yeah, we're here for it. We support them all the way on that. Like, that's yeah. awesome. But <laughs> I just think that's so foolish to think that something's not country just because you don't think it is. Man, if you want to play to the 40-year-old biker crowd, you go ahead. We're trying to play to the 23-year-old <laughs> girls. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Literally, like, I love country music, but my biggest pet peeve about the genre is, like, the gatekeepers of what is and what ain't country. It's oh. like, well, no, it doesn't you know, have steel guitar in it. I'm like, well, Willie Nelson didn't have steel guitar, and he's still country. It's not. It, you know what, though? I think it's necessary. There's a constant push and pull of uh, uh, that's what. I agree with that. That's what, keeps, that's what keeps it interesting, I think, in the first place. Is is because there is a there is another side of it to, you know, you need the people that are gonna make a fucking meme out of you and and say uh, this ain't real country music on Facebook, you know, why they, why they uh, have you know I don't know, why they also post memes about like demo derbies and shit, um, <laughs> but no, it's necessary. I think that you know there always has to be a push and pull because for for that has to exist for somebody to be new and different. Then you know what yeah. I mean. So, yeah. and the push and pull allows you to allows the genre to evolve without going too far. Yeah. yeah, and also it's a good point too that like somebody might not like the first time they heard something, but there has to be a first time of of them hearing something or seeing something different yeah, for dude. it to become like the new thing or the new norm. Right. Yeah. So true. I, Very I, true. I say it all the time. I call it. I don't know what else to call it, but I call it the Sam Hunt effect. Right. I'm a big Sam Hunt fan. Okay. I was never really into Sam. country. Till I was like 19, okay? And at the time, Sam Hunt was huge, right? Yeah. So whenever, you know, whenever you heard Sam Hunt on the radio for the first time, whenever you, whenever that song came on and it was like, I don't know if you're looking at me or not, you probably smile like that all the time. Half the people were like, I fucking hate this. Right, absolutely. Half the people yeah. were like, I love this. Yeah. But 100% of the people were like, what the hell was that? 
And I, I want that for our music. You know, I'm, mm-hmm. we are well aware that not everyone is going to like it, but I want everyone to be like, man, that is unique and new. What is that? Yeah. It's funny that you bring up Sam because I'm six years older than you. And for me, it was like FGL's first record. Oh, dude. They were like the yeah. antichrist of country. Music. <laughs> yeah, dude. Now they're like headlining every country festival and they're awesome. But that's not, it's not about the fact that they're headlining now. It's just about the fact of they were, they didn't give a shit and they were willing to do something new, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, because they didn't know they were going to end up headlining someday, you know, when, back when they did that. And, and that's kind of how we feel about it. And that's, I was like, we would sound, and I've said this a million times, but like, we would sound the same way we do if no one liked it. And yeah. I think that's- 100%, dude. And, you know. I think that's also too. why it's super valuable for us to have a guy like Chief spearheading this for us because he he, he might be, honestly, one of the few people in management, in country music, that knows what it's like to try to break an act when they're so different musically. Yeah. yeah. You know, because he, he obviously he managed FGL. Mm-hmm. So, and those those stories are crazy, man. Like the, he was telling us the other day, he was like, dude, the similarities between you guys and FGL on the business end of things 13 years later, just like how some of the labels don't really get it and things like that. He was like, it's it's crazy. That's an art form in itself, too, is management. Like, like you know, kudos to those guys for being able to find acts way ahead of the curve and like yeah, be able to like take like that's an art form in itself. What I mean by that is like you know they'll they'll see a duo like ourselves and be able to be like okay, well I know these people. You know we can get these guys. We can get them some fucking cool clothes. We can fucking take these guys. I they envision what ten years down the road is going to look like mm-hmm. already. Yeah. You know, and that's something that you can't really have. A lot of times you don't have if you're an artist is because you're just kind of in your own little fucking box and world and that's all you really care about is yep. your music. But those guys are so necessary and that's just such a uh, – I'll always be amazed by, you know, our management, um, the acts that they've been able to bro- break and um, and uh, just uh, working with those guys day in and day out, man, it's, it's been an absolute pleasure. you so. got to have somebody on your team. It doesn't matter <clears throat> if you are nobody or the biggest thing in the world. You've got to have someone on your team that is not scared to hurt your fucking feelings. Yeah, amen to that. Yeah. Kurt, Kurt, how long have you been with Luke? Um, I think I, well, him and I've been buddies since like 2013, 14 ish. Okay. Yeah. And then, um, but I was already like touring. I started touring then, and he was just kind of doing acoustic, and then started touring around like in a car and then in a van. Um. So, but, but you were my my question was where. Are you going to uh, – I'm sorry. Um, my question was going to be, <laughs> were you there for the early days? Was, oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like the first recording ever of Hurricane uh, was on my balcony, and it That's has like awesome. millions of views on YouTube. I know exactly what video that is. Yeah. Because I was, I was a big fan of his before I ever thought about, I guess, like doing this for real. You know, I was mm-hmm. just – I remember when I was stationed in Georgia, I was stationed in Augusta at Fort Gordon, right? And they used to do this thing every every year where it would basically be like a writer's round at Lady Annabellum Park in Evans, Georgia. So, And I went one year, and uh, Luke Combs was playing. And I remember hearing his voice for the first time. It was one of those things where I was like, his voice is so different, where I was like, dude, is this is that actually his voice, or is, it, or is he trying to make <laughs> it sound like that? You know what I mean? And then like I went home, and I listened to, his, to some stuff, and I was like, oh, no, it's actually like that. He played Can I Get an Outlaw. That's what I remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I remember the first time I ever heard Luke ever. It was just like, my buddy Rob was like, hey, you want to play Whiskey Jam with this guy, Luke? 
he's going to be famous. And I was like, <laughs> that was okay. the, that was and, the lead into that question. Yeah. And then so <laughs> me, Rob, and it, me, Rob, Luke, Sam Crabtree, and John Langston sat in my house and we jammed. We worked up the songs and walked over to losers and, and or winners and played them. And I, I heard him saying, I was like, holy shit, this guy is going to be famous. Cool. Yeah, it's- Kurt, this is random, but I see this on your wall. You were in the military too? No. Oh, okay. Never mind. Fuck me. Okay. Oh, that's from, I just have some veteran buddies that gave that to me. Oh, that's awesome. Okay, my bad. Yeah, Sorry, I don't know if Kurt would have made it through the military. Army band like Jimi Hendrix. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, though. That beard says, like, lone survivor yeah, for days, actually. True. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Nate, he's I, like, I, you could be special ops. I have no idea yeah. right now. Yeah. Like, can I get some vegan food over here? <laughs> 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 yeah. This is not going to work. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know if Kurt would make it on Castaway, and he has kind of that look, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we need to get good. Joe Wilson. <laughs> oh, yeah. For Halloween, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> But I, I remember like hearing about you guys in town. So I just got down here in October and like, Whoa, congrats. Um, thanks. Welcome. Yeah, yeah. Welcome home. buddy. So, uh, yeah, coming up on a year here and, oh, thanks bud. And, uh, I remember like, like just hearing the buzz about you guys. Right. And like mm-hmm. in town, you'll hear that. Right. Yeah. You'll just like hear like what's shaking, like who's people yeah, talking yeah. about at the time. And like we heard about like after Midtown, which right? is a weird thing because you never hear about yourself, right? You know what I mean? Like you yeah, hear no about other people. Do you, while you remember? <laughs> I want to know. Like, do you re- like what do people say? Like well, we don't know. Well, you they know were just I mean? like, like that's what I'm talking about. Well, yeah. they were they were talking about you guys being with Core, right? Yeah. And like okay. and yeah. like that that was happening, and then they were like, this is like going to be like the next duo. They're like bust. Ooh, you know what I mean? Ooh, I like that. Yeah, I like the, they're going to uh, bust for sure. Like I'm the book. They're going to bust so big. But it's like it's like one of those things where in Nashville you hear that more than anywhere else, right? Like, yeah, yeah. And be it from like writers' rounds and like you just like see who everyone's paying attention to, or if you're at like a whiskey jam and everybody shuts the fuck up. Oh yeah, no one ever shuts the fuck up a whiskey jam. So if someone shuts the fuck up a whiskey jam, you're like, oh goddamn, dude. You by know? the way, can I just say that like I, you know, I've been going to like whiskey jam for a couple of years. I just moved to town in 2019, by the way, so yeah. I'm fairly new. Adam's been here a couple of years longer than me, and you know, obviously he had been going for a long time too. But I'd always seen artists go through there and, and kind of like what you're talking about, you mm. know what I mean? And kind of having that moment. And and when me and Adam played Whiskey Jam earlier this year, that was the first time in our lives there was a full room of people that knew all of the words to one of our That's songs. So cool. Whoa. And it was like, I know, and it, it was like, it, I, I, it took me a few days, but after that I was like, damn, did we just have one of those moments? You know what yeah. I mean? What's crazy too is like um, where it happened. You know, being a whiskey jam is like, oh my god, this just feels like the most grassroots moment ever. It is. Yeah. And, and that's that, like the people that are in the know, right? right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, it the was, fans that are in the know, the industry. That, folks. Yeah, I was gonna say it took me like, you know, I think it takes everybody like w- whenever you move, especially if it's such a culture shock from where you moved from. For and you know, and a lot of people move from small towns, so Nashville feels crazy when you move here, and, and it takes you a while to feel like it's your hometown. But that night, I felt like it was my fucking hometown. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like that was. I'm like, oh, these are all of our, you know, our friends and family and and new fans and all this stuff, and it yeah, just felt dope. amazing. So, yeah. that's a great feeling, man. Yeah, dude, it was a good feeling. <laughs> Definitely a good feeling, and and especially for like Adam said, to have him there and to be with somebody like as in tune with this place as Ward is. You know, like mm-hmm. it, I feel like no matter where we go in our careers or where where it takes us, there's all there was that one guy there, Ward Gunther. That in ten years will be like, yep, you remember that fucking moment? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Sorry, technical difficulties. Yeah, I love Ward. He's a great dude. The best guy. So, what do y'all uh, have coming up? 
Like, well, um, we are uh, just kind of hitting the road like crazy as much as we can. Um, we're doing, we got a like a four show run with Kip Moore actually Hell coming up yeah. in September. Um, we have a college tour that's coming up in the fall. Uh, that's like 14 shows, 14 separate shows, I think. Um, and uh, eventually, I think we have some, some more dates that we're going to announce. We haven't yet announced them, but. Yeah, dude, just uh, get, we feel like we're going to be an act that breaks on touring. You know, we just, mm-hmm. we care so much about our shows. Sick. Thank you, bro. Yeah. Um, we just, at the end of the day, dude, the photo shoots are cool. The social media and shit's cool. But if you don't rip live, then we kind of think, I don't know, what do you do it for, I guess. That's my favorite part of what we do. Yeah. It has to be. Like, if we don't have the, the ability to go out in front of 5,000 people that don't know who the fuck we are, and even if, even if not all of them like it, but if we can't have every single person in there leave at least saying like, mm, yeah, those dudes rip. You know yeah, what I mean? Then yeah. I, I feel like, then, I don't know, I would quit. <laughs> I think that's an important thing too, specifically with how music is now, right? Because like, you're going to make a lot of your revenue from touring. Oh, yeah. Right? So it's like, album Hopefully. sales, great. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, right. Wow. <laughs> One of these years. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I mean, it, uh, touring is like, uh, it's one of those things where, I would, you know, even if we want, like, there's some instances where we're not making great money. You know, we're still at a stage where, well, what we consider that. I mean, it's all a perspective, right? Right. But, like, um, but it's those, it's still one of those things where I'm like, I don't care if I'm not making great money. Like, I still want to go and party and, like, play my guitar for people and have fun. But that's why, but that's why someone like you, you know, cares so much about the live shows because you're not there for any other reason than the music. You know, yeah, and I, I think yeah. I think we're both really, really like that. It's about providing an experience for people. You know, we're from small towns, and right. people where we're from don't make a lot of money. And right. if they spend twenty, thirty, forty dollars exactly. to see your show, you better yeah. fucking give them their money's worth. To some yeah. people, to some people, like if you play like festival season, that's some people's vacation. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean, you? like that's that's they've been waiting all year. Yeah. That's and they they said, hey, let's go to. Let's go to Wii Fest or let's go to a country concert instead yeah. of the beach this year. You know what I mean? Like, so, no um, you know, that's, I love, I love that vibe. And, you know, I grew up like around, you know, fair season was, uh, was pretty, yeah, <laughs> pretty dude. prevalent in my hometown. Yeah, man. Same. You know, we had people like take, like when we were in school, there was always like this couple of horse girls that you grew up with. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm talking about? I know about? exactly what you're talking <laughs> about. And they would take like two weeks off for fair season. You're like, why does she get to dig off two weeks? For, you know, whatever. I don't know. But dude, I think it's the, the biggest, the, the biggest form of flattery possible. Like someone is literally spending a piece of what they worked for all week yeah. to come see something that you created out of your mind. Yeah. And dude, that's something that I respected about Luke for the longest time because if I'm not mistaken, he purposely kept his ticket price very low so that everyone that that wanted to come see them had the opportunity to come see really, them. Really? I didn't know that. I love yeah. that. Yeah, that's awesome. He, yeah, he harps on that all the time, like especially like in our talks pre-show, like, hey, these folks are paying all this money to park and just crazy beer yeah. prices and shit like let's go and fucking crush it he's well, even I, got a song about it you know about the fans and hell yeah paying money to park and babysitters and all that yeah that shit's dope dude yeah it's one of those things where it's like yeah you have to love it right because starting this dream starting playing guitar thinking that you're going to be the most famous person had to be in your head right that's how you start right but then when you really get into it into the thick of it you got to love it you know, oh, yeah. You have to want to do it all the time to get better, you know? And, dude, that's why, that's why I, you know, me and Adam both feel the same way about this. 
And that's why we can't understand why sometimes when we go out or we'll be, I don't know, somewhere around someone that's, you know, a famous country artist or something. And they'll be like rude to their, to someone that walks up and wants a photo and this and that. Like, dude, I don't like, I know there's a right time and a wrong time to do it, but at the same, no matter what, at some point in your life, you ask for this, Yeah, you know? And at the end of the day, people like that are virtually the only reason why you're able to pay your bills doing what you love. So I don't give a shit if it's the biggest inconvenience in your entire week. Just shut the fuck up and take the photo. <laughs> yeah. It's strange too. Like it, certain shows, like people recognize me and I'm like, I can't be super drunk anymore because like someone might recognize me and like want to talk. Yeah, to dude. Me. It, and like, I'm in the crowd. So it's not even yeah. like, like I'm at a show just in the crowd. All the time, I'm like. So, what's your excuse for Key West Songwriters Fest? <laughs> Key West Songwriters Fest was vacation. <laughs> oh, that was so fun. Uh, well, yeah, I can't. We we have yet to go to one. Oh actually. I can't wait to go. Yeah, Kurt and Charlie and I went down. Oh man, Charlie, our. Let producer. me rephrase that. We have yet to be invited to one. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, <laughs> we weren't invited. We just went down. Yeah. <laughs> But we uh, we hosted two like happy hours at a bar called Island Dogs, and dude, we had so much fun. God, and I love the Kurt, beach. Kurt took like amazing photos, and I just said degenerate shit on the microphone, like emceeing. <laughs> I love that. And uh, we had like you know like some of our good friends that were down there play, and we just like basically awesome. had a bar tab, you know. So I was like, you guys want to play? And just like we got a bar tab. They're like, hell yeah, let's go. <laughs> okay, fine, we'll do it next time you guys are down there. Stop yeah, begging us, on. God. Yeah. <laughs> But man, it was uh, it was one of those things where it's like I used to be when I go to Nashville, I would just get like really drunk, you yeah. know. And then now I live in Nashville, so I can't really do that, right? But I mean, you still disagree. Can. Yeah. yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> everyone else in the room's like, yeah. I've, well, been, I've been fucked up the past three nights in a row, so yeah. I still got that day job grind, so like I can't be Listen, going in all busted. Yeah, this, uh, this girl we uh, we played at uh, we played a writers round yesterday, and this girl that works at the, the venue walked up to me. She was like, Hey, you're Michael, right? And I was like, I always, every time that happens, I'm like, Oh yeah, she probably recognizes me. Like I'm super fucking cool. Right. <laughs> she was like, Hey, you're Michael, right? And I was like, yeah. She's like, Oh, I thought so. She's like, I met you a few days ago. I just remembered you because you're wearing the same shirt. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. I'll go she's, fuck like, she's like, can you play your bar tab now? Actually, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, it'd be great. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you didn't tip me last time, Dickhead. Yeah. <laughs> so you don't want a photo? <laughs> That's amazing. But Nashville is that kind of place where it's like you get humbled a little bit here, right? You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, like, you do. As you yeah. should. Bro, there's yeah. always a better player. Yes. There's always a better singer. Yes. There's Just always a better songwriter. Yeah. Yes. You know? It's it's a, it's one of those things where it's like you're at the bar. You just don't know who's going to show up. You know what I mean? Or you're like... You're like going out with your friends and you're like, oh crap, that person showed up, you know, because it is like oh. a small town still. Yeah. Like, especially that, the scene. You know? With that being said, though, like, I don't care who shows up. I don't, I'm not going to treat anyone different right. or like, I don't expect to be treated any yeah. different. You know right. what I mean? Dude, we right. kind of want to start that. You know what I mean? We're, we're like, we're not going around like um, putting off a vibe that we're not. Like, who you, however you see us in that moment is exactly who the fuck right. we are. I think, honestly, they're like, you know, we talk about, just between him and I, like, you know, when we're on the road and stuff, like, we'll make fun of our hometowns and stuff. But I think there's a huge part of us that love the yeah. environment so much still. Like, it's been such a huge part of us. It's like, you know, you walk into a small town bar, like, you walk into a bar in my hometown and, and start listing off, like, songs that you've played on, like, credits or, like, 
or like shit you've done in Nashville, people are like, I don't give a shit. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're like, you buying me a beer? No. What the fuck? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what you are doing does not change my life. Right. Yeah. yeah. So like, you know, I, I just, I don't know. With it being... Um, it's just music, bro. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's, it's just our jobs. Music. It's yeah. normal. And I just want it to be normal. Yeah. Well, and then speaking <laughs> of music, uh, you guys got to drop. You had you put out your first song, Boys Like Us, in 2020, right? Mm-hmm. That's right. And then yeah. you guys got to put out in 2021 the first EP. Oh yeah, correct. So yeah. that's a that's a big step because that's like taking it from like the people in town maybe have heard your stuff when you're playing rounds and stuff or shows in town to like people that were at your live shows hearing yep. these songs and you're like right. working, seeing what's working. To like, okay, now you have this like statement piece with multiple tracks that are like, this is our sound right now. And we talked about that, you know, just like in strategy of like, you know, growing our brand and that kind of thing that how important it was to have a a body of work out there. And um, so we were, you know, we were super proud of that album. Honestly, it, it all came together perfect. Like, and, you know, I've done a lot of studio stuff in my lifetime and, and like, usually there's always something I'll go back and listen to a project like four or five months later. I'm like, oh, damn it. I wish this was different. There was like maybe one of those on this album, which is fucking amazing if you know what I'm talking about. Because there's at least usually like six or seven mistakes, well, in your mind, mistakes like of your own work. Then again, everyone's critical of their own thing. So like, you know, whatever. But we were just super proud of that record, man. I mean, you know, um, the cuts on that record, we were, you know, so thankful for, and, and the songs that we ended up picking, we we just loved. So, hope everyone's digging it. It's still uh, still the only thing we have out right now, but and I think it's a great introduction to us to our sound. You yeah, know, like sonically, we, the the thing that I remember we were over at our publisher's house one night, mm-hmm. and he was like, "You know what I love about this record outside of just loving the songs," and he was like, "You guys found your sound." Yeah. You know, and I never really thought about it up until that point. We were just doing song by song, you know what I mean? Yeah. And the I I guess he's right, you know, and I, I think that that album or that EP rather is a great representation of you know, what we will probably sound like at the core, yeah. you know. And that yeah. was, oh, no god. I was just saying that was another thing too, like the sound of the record was um you know, it, our our buddy Austin Sean who um who helped me co-produce the whole the whole album uh musically instrumentally um you know he was an essential part to the entire sound too um and we found him pretty early on um if you don't know austin sean you will you will yeah plain and simple and it it was one of those things where you know like we austin and i went on production stuff we kind of made you know, the perfect duo on that side of things as well. So like, you know, he was so instrumental. So shout out to Austin. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, we uh we pretty much him and I coming together as producers was, you know, I'm kinda like I used to do sessions a, a while back to where it was like the producer was the guy that walked into the room and and said, Okay, the drums should sound like this, the guitar player should play this, the key keys should do this, that kind of thing, whatever. And but Austin brings this new old this new school flair to everything where it's more of a independent like producing, you know, he's super, super talented and um his flair added on top of mine and then with the writing then we just really couldn't be any happier with the final product that we've gotten to this stage you know and i think we're just going to keep it that way yeah i think i want we talk about a lot too about like our favorite artists of like sounds changing sonically really is where i like get upset about stuff i'm like oh man the first two albums were so fucking awesome and then 
you know, after that, I kind of fell off the wagon. And I, I don't, I hopefully no one ever feels that way with us, but <laughs> that's really not up to us, I guess, at a certain, but, but yeah, man, um, the album, that's the uh, current album that's out right now. Don't give away the ending. Check it out. If, uh, if you haven't yet, go buy it. Yeah. Go buy it. And I know you guys are, uh, been working on new stuff also. I'm so excited for the new stuff. We actually, this week, we, we've been kind of like slow on writing because we've been touring and like playing so much and getting the show together. That's a whole nother thing and a whole nother animal. So like, I was like, Hey, why don't we just lock ourselves in my house and, and just get drunk and write songs on Thursday and Friday. And so that's what we're doing tomorrow. And Hell Friday. yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dude, we're, we're, we're a little old school with that shit, man. Like really we, and, yeah. and we didn't intend to be, it's just kind of what we've learned about ourselves. Cause man, you know, you can be a good writer and you have no idea that you're a good writer. You know, it takes years to polish that skill. You know what I mean? And we have just kind of, and you learn so much about yourself as a songwriter during that time. And we have kind of learned that one thing about ourselves is we're not really those guys that you can set up a write for every day of the week and expect a good product, right? We're not, it's very hard for us to be that uh, creative that consistently you know, I might have one or two good ideas a week. I don't have fucking five. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So yeah, we're sure. those guys that, you know, you know, you remember hearing all those stories of the rock bands back in the 70s and 80s where they would just go rent out a house in the mountains somewhere for like a month and write and come out with an album. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like Headley Grange, like where they recorded like Zeppelin Four or whatever. Yeah. yeah, dude, Queen did that too, you know? And I feel like we are a lot like that. And... And we're not the guys that are, we're not part. We it's hard for us to be part of the Nashville songwriting machine. It really is. We do our best, but we're the guys where your time and money is probably better spent sending us somewhere for a few weeks and just not talking to us and just letting us come back with what we come back with. You know? Yeah, and too, like um, being in a duo is that like that presents a whole nother, you know, opportunity or or sometimes like. You know, it could be a setback, but not in a negative way. It's it's more of the more of like his influences are different than mine. So like something that that would inspire me, he might not hear it the same way. It might not do anything for him. You know, when he hears a track or hears a a vibe or a lyric or something like that. It, it you know, so we have to find the perfect mixture of where we're both feeling it. You know, and and both just in the groove and 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 vibing. So, um, you know, it gets pretty specific sometimes, honestly, because of that. But uh, um, but you know, I don't know. It's, uh, it's, we've, we learned a lot. This is the first, uh, first year we just completed actually of our first ever pub deal. And so it's, it's been, um, it's been a big learning experience, man. And, uh, the new, the new shit that we're writing is, is honestly fucking awesome. And, so much uh, better. It's so much better already. <laughs> yeah. yeah, dude. Well, it's I, I played some steel guitar on it. It is actually, <laughs> yeah. No, that, that, and that's something that, you know, like me as a as a producer, I'm I'm learning still. You know, after all these years, you know, I started producing shit and when I was like a teenager, and, <laughs> but now you know I've I, in the wisdom I've like you just can't replace some things and and uh, what I'm trying to say, Kurt, is no one can re- you know replace you. That's oh, thanks uh, guys. Yeah, I had a steel guitar plug in and I was like, this sounds pretty cool. And then I heard Kurt play steel guitar and I was like, this doesn't sound cool anymore. Actually, <laughs> Charlie's ears perked up. Don't you think about it, Charlie? <laughs> 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 oh, so funny. But it's always funny after coming out with a project, the shit that you write next, you're like, I don't even want you guys to listen to that project. Listen right. to this new shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Always is for sure. Yeah. 
I think that's a cool thing though, man. And it's like, I know you talked about like keeping your sound consistent, but like, I think there's a thing to developing too. Right. And that's like, as you come of age, you know, when you were 20, you didn't sound like you sound now. Right. And when you're, when you guys are 40, you're not going to have the exact same sound, but, but the, the, the thing is that center line of what makes you guys, you, what makes Mm, you after Midtown will still be there. Totally agree, man. That's why music's so unique too. Like everybody in their, everybody experiences something different in their lifetime, a different ride, a different journey or whatever. And, you know, um, even the way that sonically the music could sound sometimes is might be a representative of like uh, of the things that I've experienced in my life, if that makes sense. Yeah. And maybe that's why I like like darker chords or something like that. Right. So like that's, you know, I don't know. It, it's um, I hope that people find it unique. But um, I hope that, you know, if I have one thing to say about the album is just like and just our sound that we're kind of growing into is, is just it's fucking legit. Like. You know, this is what we were made to sound like, honestly. Mm-hmm. And uh, and uh, we're just throwing everything at a wall that we love and seeing what sticks at the end of the day, really, you know? Yeah. Well, let's give them a little sample here. Yeah, there's power in that, but... Can I grab a, a couple more drinks before we do that? Absolutely. Absolutely. I don't have to drink them. I just want to go get them. Also, <laughs> I want to just, like, mention that being that you're from Ohio <clears throat> and you're from Pennsylvania, like, yeah. what sports teams are you into? funny actually that's a weird that's a weird question let's hear I, about it so we we were conversating before uh-huh. yeah i was picking out so shout out raised rowdy thank you guys actually for Dude, not only just having us on here but like we came in we walked into a whole fucking smorgasbord of of gear and merch so and i i subconsciously accidentally picked the black and yellow shirt and the yeah. black and yellow hat out and i was like <laughs> he's like oh you're from pa you're a steelers fan <laughs> by your <laughs> by your uh, merch decision there <laughs> I was like, yeah, I actually am, and that's weird that that, that happened. But um, Mikey, you're the Cincinnati. That's the closest city. To yeah. You in so everyone would assume that I'm a Bengals fan, right? I'm not. I, I'm actually a Green Bay Packers fan. Oh yeah. Because the kid, like when I was five years old, just going a couple doors down and playing pickup football with the kids that live next door. My family didn't give a shit about sports, but theirs did, and they were diehard Packers fans. You know, Brett Favre era. Opera, yeah. 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 Exactly. Very so. Good. I got sucked into that, and I've uh, just been a diehard fan ever since. But uh, I'm a Cincinnati Reds fan and an Ohio State fan. Yeah, yeah. So everything else is pretty much Ohio, just not, not NFL football. And thank God, too. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> I've been down to You're Paul like, Brown blessed. Stadium, yeah. and, like, I know half of them are probably my friends. But as fans, they suck, <laughs> dude. Yeah, I well. met the – what's the guy, the Andy Dalton? When you, I met yeah. that guy before. Yeah. I saw a, a, a uh, like an article on Facebook today, and I don't even know who posted it, but it was like um, um, it, we determined that Bengals fans drink the most alcohol. I saw that also. Did you see yeah. that? I'm like, how did they – what is – because of the sales at the stadium maybe, but like how do you determine that? No one even goes to the fucking games. How is that even possible? Also, who, who, who was like – Whose boss was like, hey, can you get on this today? Actually determine who drinks the most alcohol. <laughs> how is that a job? Yeah. yeah, how is that a job? Yeah, I, I love that. Ohio is a very big drinking territory, right? Well, yeah, I mean, it's because it's so Green Bay, though. <laughs> yeah, Green there's, Bay. there's two places in my hometown that everyone works. Right? <laughs> it's either AK Steel yeah. or the Miller Brewery. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's blessed. It's because uh, it sucks, and so does PA, and that's why everyone just wants to be drunk all the time. Yeah, yeah. drinking's fun. It's no, weird. but I, I, I mean, we love it. Doesn't mean we don't love it. Yeah. yeah. So don't get it twisted. You get to say that, but I don't get to say that about your hometown. That's yeah, true. Kind of thing. Right. Exactly. 
Um, but speaking of hometowns, we are going to put two $10 bets on the Steelers and the Packers to win the Super Bowl this year for you guys. Oh, shit, yeah. Uh, with Action 24-7 Sports, which is our podcast sponsor. They are Tennessee's only Tennessee-owned sports book. I don't know if you guys like degenerate things like gambling. Correct, yes. Yeah. I, I like gambling we were drunk in san diego and we literally started gambling on a ho- random horse race that was on tv <laughs> they were reruns to be yeah clear. they were reruns <laughs> like we could have just looked <laughs> you're like yeah let's go <laughs> uh, i don't know why none of us realized that at the time too we're like this is so cool Dude, that's Alcohol. that's why the reason why websites and shit like that are so cool yeah is because like even if you don't even if you're not like a big better i'm telling you Putting $20 on a game changes the way you watch yes. it. Absolutely. Bet the over, 10, dude. Bet the over on any sports yeah, game and you'll have a better time. Yeah, but to clarify, like I don't like I never want to have a problem with that kind of thing, no. obviously. But like, but like I you don't have to because like all I care about is like ten dollars. Yeah, like any more than that, enough. I'm like, no, I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> that's like, enough. If it's like more just, than three beers, I'm like, nah. I'm just good. enough money <laughs> to make it funny or like maybe a little bit inconvenient for your friend. Yeah. Right. Day. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, well, if you download the Action 24-7 app and you use code Rowdy, they'll match up to $400 dollar for dollar on your first deposit. That's awesome. Well, It's only in Tennessee, but we are all here in Tennessee. It's true. And we love Action 24-7. They're one of our round sponsors, too. We got it. Yeah. Are you guys playing? Are you playing Mike Stoll? Did, did Mike talk to you about playing? Oh, yeah, he did. He talked to me about this. I don't I don't remember no, when he said it. or not? Yeah, but uh, I was if like, not, yeah, we're, we're going to get down. you on one soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. How, it sounds like a super... Cool dude. idea, dude. Yeah. Shout so, out Mike Stoll. Yeah. So we haven't said this yet, but Mike Stoll, who has done all of my tattoo work and has done your amazing Mac Miller tat. Um, Kurt know. doesn't have any yet. We're working on <laughs> it. <laughs> but Mike is doing a round takeover in September. I think it's the 19th is the date. So he's nice. having like all the crew that he tats and like they're like his posse to come do it because he just moved to town too. That's yeah. one of my good buddies. Mm-hmm. So yeah, if you guys are free. Where is it at? Uh, Live Oak. Live Oak. Oh, he's nice. doing it on a Sunday, isn't he? Yeah. That's yeah. smart because we'll, yeah, we'll probably be in town. Yeah. They have uh, beers there that you guys can drink and too. And Kurt takes photographs of it and I get on stage and say degenerate shit before it. Kurt, I want you to do some photos where like they're like super zoomed in on things that aren't important at all. And we'll just post them like photo dump from around. At Live Oak. <laughs> it's it's our, it's our, you wouldn't understand. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not for art. sure you're going to say like some like sex stuff, but that's fine. I could do that either way. Well, guys, thanks so much for jumping on the pod with us. Tough decision. I'll be honest. Yeah. Tough decision. <laughs> and now we're going to make you play music with Kurt. Okay. We'll give you more drinks first. Though. Yeah. That's more fine. drinks. First. Yeah. Please do. Drinks, Please do that. Lots of the alcohols and then the country musics. With honestly, I thought this was gonna. It's it's really storming really bad out right now. I thought it was gonna turn into a hurricane party, only for like Midwest style. I don't know. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah the we all have a sleepover at my house, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Can we build bunk beds? <laughs> yeah. Get my N sixty four out of the basement. <laughs> yes. No power gold- tools. I ain't no, but hey, if you don't have a golden eye, ain't staying. I do. Yeah, <laughs> I do have a golden eye actually, and I got five controllers. Oh Jesus. So. I didn't know you could. F- no, you can only use four at a time. How have we regressed in how many people that can play on one console at a time? I don't know. Man. Yes. So uh, it's the couch cooperative games. Very fun. Yeah. I remember playing Goldeneye and then uh, I think it was Perfect Dark. Dude, yep. Perfect Love, Dark was the uh, shit. Way better. Was, was there? So what was the snowboarding game for N64? Do you remember? Like uh, it was a, a 1080 or something like that, or I don't know that what it was. It. I remember SSX Tricky. Yeah, Dude, it was so tricky. fun, but it was just like 
it was uh, it was literally just like half pipes, and you went downhill yeah. the whole time. Yeah. It's like uh, where it never changed, just that. No, that's seriously. Yeah. yeah. What's that? A South Park and episode? And you're like, oh my god, look at the graphics. <laughs> the South Park episode where they have the it's like the chase the magic dragon yeah. episode oh, <laughs> where he's like, no, no, I almost have it. They're like, no, you never catch the fucking dragon. <laughs> that's how it goes. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, thanks for having us on, boys. We yes. really, really Anyways, appreciate it. Speaking yeah. of N64, uh, let's play a song now. Uh, yes, <laughs> excellent segue. Yeah, great segue. Well, I'm going to do the thing where I let the people that actually have musical talent do the musical talent stuff, and Charlie's going to make it sound great. It's cool. Yay. Will you mosh during our set? That'd be great. Uh, I think I'm going to try to like video it, kind of. <laughs> You'd All like right. that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, guys, thank you so much for listening to the Race Roddy podcast. Follow After Midtown on social media. And make sure you like and subscribe to the podcast if you think we don't suck. If you think we do suck, then don't say anything at all. <laughs> I'm Nikki T. I'm Kurt Ozon. And we'll, and we'll see, see you in the, the front, front row. row. Welcome to the party. You ain't gonna be sorry. Driving all this way out here tonight. Started with a lighter, ended up by fire. Now we're all throwing down until it dies. Now, son, we've been drinking since the sun started sinking, so you got some catching up to do. I'll give you 30 minutes to get right down to business, but after that, you ain't got no excuse. If you ain't high as an old Georgia pine, sway it to some country music. If you ain't holding a cold one and throwing them back, slap you one in your koozie. Party like it just got paid Thought a hell said to be raised On a sideways Saturday night Man, if you ain't tore up Like an old farm truck Then you ain't doing something right Yeah, that's right Look at all them peaches, looking for a reason to slip off with some country boy tonight. Two to one on the ratio, find you one that ain't scared to go, see if that old river's feeling right. Hey, when she's dancing on the bank of that moonlight, if you ain't high as an old Georgia pine, sway to some country music. If you ain't holding a cold boy throwing a back slap you on in your koozie Party like it just got paid Thought a hill set to be raised on a sideways Saturday night Man, if you ain't finding love where the sun's coming up Then you ain't doing something right That's what I can't tell you what Drunk singing to some old Bocephus If you ain't hanging yourself in the morning And having you a call to Jesus If you ain't high as an old Georgia pine Swaying to some country Swaying to some country If you ain't holding a 
Thank y'all so much, man. <laughs> 